0: My name is Akasha Love and I am a soul alchemist, helping you to birth your true self in this lifetime. Guided by my own soul and following my heart's wisdom, I bring to you meditations, downloads, talks and music designed to support you on the journey deeper into the heart of you. So, hello and welcome to this, the seventh episode of the Universe podcast. Very exciting that I am still going. I didn't know how long I would last. That was my intention to continue, but you never know when you start um, a totally brand new project like this. Um, Sometimes you might wonder if you have enough inside of you to keep sharing every week. So I'm just uh self-love act. Congratulations to me for still being here and broadcasting this out to the world every week on um, a Tuesday. So today I wanted to speak about um, an interesting topic uh that's come to me over the last week or so. And these topics just um, out of interest. <laughs> They're just kind of floating around in my mind space. Um, kind of like uh, sourced from the universe, if you like. Um, almost like a download. Um, so that's kind of how these ideas and these topics come Um, And the way that I write songs is very similar. They also kind of come like an idea or a fragment of an idea that's kind of floating around in the consciousness, in the mind space. And then I sort of channel it and bring it down into uh, manifestation. So today's topic is receiving the gift of yourself. So just let that sink in for a minute. Receiving the gift of yourself. What does this mean? So I believe that life is a gift. The whole of life, everything about life is a gift. And every day is a new and a fresh gift that we have received Um, each day and we are able to use this gift as we best see fit. We're able to choose how we want to be, how we want to show up in the world and what we want to do, who we want to see, all of these things. We make these choices every day um, of how to use the gift that is our life. And then to extend the metaphor, really the breath, each breath is a gift. All the air that we, we take in is a gift. The earth is gifted to us. The water that we drink is also a gift. The sun each day is a gift. We don't have to do anything for that sun to shine for us. And the rain and the clouds, also a gift. Bring welcome relief from heat and welcome sustenance to ourselves and to plants and animals. So receiving the gift of yourself, to me this idea is about really being able to sit inside of yourself at a deep enough place so that you can really um, see your own beauty, See your own talents, your own skills, your own precious and unique way of expressing. And really understand those things. So really see that all of those things are your gift. To firstly to yourself and then to the world But I guess the thing is here, if we have um, any kind of harsh inner critic or monsters, as I like to call them, so different monsters that sit on our shoulders and have a running commentary of how scary everything is and how badly we're doing, then we may not be able to actually sit quietly enough inside of ourselves to really receive the gift of who we are because we're actually listening to these voices which are telling us all kinds of untruths and lies. So if we are blinded by or deafened more likely by these voices, critical voices, harsh voices, Then, in order to receive the gift of ourselves, we need to work out a way to get through the other side of these voices first. And there's a few different ways to do that. One of them um, that I like to teach in my retreats is the idea of giving them a name and a personality. So, giving your different critical voices, a name and a personality and it might be like a monster. So it might be Polly, the paranoid monster, <laughs> who is just paranoid and worried about everything and just freaked out about everything going wrong for you all the time. And this may be her dominant personality trait. Um... So the, the process is we give them a name and their dominant personality trait and then we have a dialogue with them. So we ask that, that Polly there, paranoid monster, what she is really so worried about. What is the worst thing that can happen to you? And then she might come out with a whole long list of terrible, horrible things that might happen to you. And you can just literally like answer each possible terrible thing and have this loving um, compassionate dialogue with this paranoid monster which is kind of a a worried paranoid part of you and just reassure them that actually it's gonna be okay these things are not gonna happen and even if one of them did you're in control Um, and you'll take care of it rather than her. So that's a really important part of this process. It's um, letting these monsters know again in a compassionate and loving way that they are not the ones that are driving the ship of you, the ship of your life. So when I've done this exercise in my radical self-love retreats, people have really... Got a lot out of it. Um, Most people come up with at least three or four monsters or sub personalities, if you like. And this is continuing on from last week's episode, which was about um, a conversation with ourselves, sort of um, another perspective on this, but 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 um, looking at more selves than just monsters. So. The real great benefit of this exercise too is that if it resonates with you and you can really identify some of your dominant personas um, which most likely will be quite worried or concerned or overly overthinking or maybe a little bit obsessive-compulsive, Just some really strong um, traits in the worry spectrum. Then what you can do is you develop a dialogue over time and a conversation over time with these monsters. Um, An ongoing dialogue so that um, slowly they start to really grow in understanding and trusting of you as the person who's actually in control of this ship of your life. And as this happens, so your internal conversation with these parts of yourself deepens, then slowly they will start to actually calm down and worry less about whatever it is that they are concerned about. Because they know that at any time you are there, they can access you, they can speak with you, they can ask you questions, they can get reassurance. So it's a really great ongoing practice for inner integration um, and inner peace that develops as you develop a more loving and kind relationship to these parts of yourself which are worried, or scared, or freaked out, or angry. Um, And that's just really, really positive. So I wanted to also speak about, um, I've been really interested in listening to quite a bit of Johnny Cash lately, learning a few of his songs on guitar. Um, And one of them that I'm learning now is called I walk the line and I find this song the lyrics of this song to be quite relevant to this um, topic of receiving the gift of yourself so it starts out I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes out for the ties that bind so I find that to be a really beautiful metaphor of being the kind and compassionate observer of yourself so in this case him being a loving and compassionate guardian if you like of his own heart i keep a close watch on this heart of mine and it's just a really beautiful image um of for me, self-love and self-sovereignty and real grown-upness, real a- adulthood, of really taking good care of your own heart. Because if you don't, who will? It's your job. Now that you're that you're grown up. Um, when we're children, we think it's not our job, and we we kind of um, we may grow up expecting other people to. Look after this um, part of us. And part of the growing up process is learning to become our own really strong inner guardian, um, inner parent, if you like. So this song, yeah, it's talking about, I keep my eyes out for the ties that bind. So it's a really also a beautiful metaphor for a relationship. So if you're interested in a relationship or seeking a relationship or investigating a possible relationship with someone, you investigate how your heart is feeling. You investigate if this connection, these ties are strong enough to hold you and this person together. Uh, is there enough mutual interest and desire on both sides? Um, and is it a healthy and loving mutual interest and desire? That's a whole nother podcast in itself because there's other kinds of relationships where we can just be kind of using each other in some way to project all our own uh, dramas and pain onto So I keep my eyes out for the ties that bind. I look out for the loving connections that feel strong and like there's a real possibility of longevity there. Or just real honesty and real authentic connection and communication that comes from the heart. So as I say um, at the end of this podcast, um, keep listening to the wisdom of your heart and to the messages of your soul, to your soul's guidance. So this is really what I mean here. It's really developing a, dif- a deep relationship with your own heart and soul and taking really great care of yourself, really understanding Um, and in relationship this is really important it's really important to have a close connection with your own heart in order to really understand who is good for you, who is um, clear um, beautiful, beneficial connection for you and who is not if we're not connected with our own heart strongly it can be quite difficult to discern this in the process of getting to know somebody because it's like we're not standing in our own center so we get thrown off very quickly and easily. And I say this from experience. (laughs) So another way that um, is a great way to really get in touch with the whisperings of your heart and the messages of your soul is art and creativity. So poetry, writing, music, painting, whatever it is that um, floats your boat. Um, Anything that really gets your expression flowing out from within you is just an amazing way to slowly start channeling the messages of your soul. And then you're able to really, it's quite a magical process as anybody who is a creator will know, that you really start to clearly see the guidance of your own soul coming out right in front of you. So whether it's in a journal, whether it's a poem, whether it's a song, whether it's a painting. Um, And often it will be surprising to you and you will not know that such wisdom and beauty was inside of you until you see it there on the page in front of you. Um, And then you really are receiving the gift of yourself because it's like you've brought, brought in this download of information for yourself. You see it presented in front of you And then you're able to really receive um, that message, receive that gift, which is your gift to you, first and foremost. Um, I really like the work of Derek Sivers. Um, If anybody listening to this has not heard of him, he's an amazing guy who is a musician and a writer, now he's focusing on writing. And he talks about this in the process of writing songs. He says all of his songs he writes only for him. So the audience is an audience of one. Um, And for me, it's the same. Um, All of my songs, my poems, my art is really for the audience of one, which is me. Um, And I think for many years, I felt like, oh, that's a terrible, selfish Thing <laughs> should be ashamed of that, um, but it's it's the reality because it's your teacher, it's your inner teacher coming through to teach you, and that doesn't mean that um, other people cannot benefit from your art. Of course they can, but the primary, the first benefiter, um is you, and then if you're lucky, other people will also be able to receive. Uh, A gift from your work whether it's a similar gift to the one you've received or the amazing thing then that happens is they receive other gifts and other messages that are different from perhaps your original intention but equally valuable and valid for them so then that becomes a really beautiful outflow life-giving life-growing process um, that your art which originally was for you can then start to flow in and enrich the lives um, of other people too. So, I would suggest if you have some time today um, and you'd like to practice this process of receiving the gift of yourself, just allocate yourself some time, even half an hour. um, And just either draw or free write... Or paint whatever feels right for you. Um, You may choose a special topic or it might just flow straight out of you. And if you're not sure of a topic, you can start by just asking yourself the question, what I am feeling right now is, and go from there. See what happens. See what messages you receive from your own beautiful soul today. So with that, I just want to end this podcast with one of my own soul messages I received some time ago, probably a year or so ago, probably longer. It's this song called Breathe In My Sunshine, which definitely was, for me, breathing in my own sunshine, breathing in my own inner light, connecting to my inner light. So I hope you enjoy this song.
1: Breathe in my sunshine and dream your of- my sunshine right on my skin
0: So that is the end for today's episode, episode 7. I hope you found something useful and beneficial for you from this episode. Um, And I hope you enjoy the creative practice if you decide to give that a go today or tomorrow or this week. Love to hear from you again um, if anybody wants to message me via these podcast platforms. And also you can find more information about my work at akashalove.life. I will be soon launching a free short course on self-love for anybody who's interested in going deeper into that work, then have a look there and sign up to my mailing list. So wishing you a beautiful day, morning or evening, wherever you are. Stay connected with yourself. Keep listening to the whisperings of your heart and following the guidance of your soul.